Welcome to Welcome the to Doc Plus, Plus Pod. Pod. We're working on it. I'm Johan. I'm Vincent. And um, and and we're here to, you know, um I, I think we might have a lot of new listeners actually. Yeah, so we want to take a second and identify each one of you by name <laughs> and the locality you're all, listening in and whether your government is a legitimate one or illegitimate. Myanmar, watch out. We're coming for you. No. No, I'm um, just messing with you. I support the uh, the uh, people in Myanmar who are fighting against the coup. Jeez. Yes. Uh, and... Uh, we're here to you know review documentaries um sometimes we'll pick you know some classics like we're doing today yeah or we'll uh review something that's new yep um that's worth talking about not only just to review it but then to break down uh the things that make documentaries documentaries yeah uh, what their formal nature is and what that means to cinema as a whole exactly we're trying to form connections a lot of the time between newer shit and older shit because vince and i are cinephiles period but i think we both really really enjoy a, <clears throat> a hearty doc so it's all about drawing yeah. connections through time through form uh through perceived levels of quality as you'll see today we're talking about garbage today which is exciting i'm really yeah. amped um yeah, so I guess, if, yeah, if it's your first time listening to us, if you came on during the Billy Doc, which a lot of you listen to, so thank you, or if you came on for the, uh, oh, and we couldn't have done that one without the AOK boys, so go listen to their pod too, okay. um, or if you came on during the Britney Fake Famous Doc, either way, we're happy you're here, and we're happy you are fucking with the boys. Yes, sir. What are we, um, uh, what are we talking about today, and why are we talking about it? Um... Well, we're, we're, folks, we're talking about the Jackass trilogy, the Jackass Trill OG, yeah. soon to be a quadrilogy, I believe. It's going to be on Paramount um, Plus in September, if I'm not mistaken. Right, right. Yeah. But then also at the end of the month, we've got the new um, Eric Andre film, Bad Trip. Yep. Long delayed. Um, Eric Andre, Tiffany Haddish, and Lil Rel Howery, uh, directed by... Kito Sakurai, but executive produced or produced by Jeff Tremaine, the the visionary uh, behind Jackass. Him and Spike Jones uh, did that, but he he's gone on his own. He did a lot of classic MTV reality TV, like the Robin Biggs, the Fantasy Factories. He was uh, loosely involved with all of those productions. Wild Boys, of course, um, mm-hmm. and that brings us to his newest project, which is kind of going back to back to his. Uh, Hidden camera roots. Elevated yeah. hidden camera. <clears throat> yeah. I would argue. So, yeah, we'll discuss that when we get to it for sure. Yeah, that's coming but, at the end of this month, folks. So stay tuned. For now, um, let's hop into the the Jackass trilogy. We're diving right in? Oh, yeah. Cool. Um, give me some ballpark thoughts on them. Um I yeah, I gave Johan my order. I think my order of like favorites will be two, one, three. Um, but they are, I don't know, to the documentary form, like very pure, um, exceptionally well edited. Yep. And uh, I mean, very tense, entertaining as shit, very vulnerable. I mean, That's we love it. Sometimes it. it's accidentally beautiful, even. Yep. Uh, definitely 
so yeah it these uh they're for real you know 100 <laughs> percent. these are about it about it without a doubt uh, i agree with everything you said i like the fact that you called it vul- these films vulnerable um because this is that kind of performative machismo when you realize that like these guys are literally just pretending and that somebody like Johnny Knoxville has more in line with somebody who would be in a John Waters film than he does with Evil Knievel. These guys are all softies. They're all idiots who are very soft little yeah. boys who are just hurting themselves to make people laugh. Um, I would go my ranking for these. I would go two, three, one. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, but that's not to say the first one is like horrible or anything like that. I still really enjoyed my time with it. It's just nowhere near. I think the 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 peaks that two and three reach. Two in particular is the one that kind of shocked me. I remember always being warmer to that one, but it 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 legitimately blew me away this time. I think it's a flawless. It is film. a masterpiece. Yeah, I think it's a masterpiece. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we'll talk more about that in detail. I. I don't know. Um, what is what is your relationship to to Jackass? Uh, yeah, what's your relationship to to the the content here? Because I remember my mom living in Vegas. Because me and Vince obviously are Las Vegas lifers, pretty much. Uh, my mom worked graveyard shift. No, I lied. Excuse me. She would get home at about midnight, right? So whatever the opposite of graveyard shift is, because I'm stupid and I don't know what words are. She worked really late, so she'd get home at, like, midnight, and we weren't allowed to stay up uh, late, like, ever. We were a very, like, 9 p.m. We had Mm -hmm. a bedtime stuff because my parents took school seriously for whatever stupid reason. And then she'd get home, and, dude, we would wait for her at least once a week, and she'd hate it. But she'd make us food and stuff, like quesadillas or tacos de, like, like, butter tacos and stuff at the end of the night. We'd watch Jackass the entire time. So I, I, I have such a warm place in my heart for Jackass. It reminds me literally of just – I have two way older sisters watching this with them, and this is something that they loved and I loved, which was cool. Yeah. Seeing my mom at the end of it, and she would sometimes watch some of it with us, and she thought it was fucking hilarious. And then growing up, it always had this like legendary status as like – that's like late night TV. That's like dangerous stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like a midnight yeah. movie or something. That's like com- from the comfort of your own living room. And then as it, as it went on, obviously, like I love Robin Big. I love fucking uh, Wild Boys. I love all of these individuals for a variety of different reasons. They've been with me my entire life, I feel. What about you? Sorry for going along on that one. No, that's good. No, it's actually interesting you bring that up. Uh Cause this is a documentary that was adapted from a TV show, yeah. Which is an interesting form, you know. It's not like they've never made like a cops movie, right? I weirdly, I have a very clear memory of one time my dad's friend Randy came over, Uncle um, Randy, brother. Yep, uh, a pre-divorce, so pre-COVID, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, also pre-COVID. Um, I don't think pre 9-11, though. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, I think this also might have been the first time I played the PlayStation 1. Oh, shit. Hell yeah, son. I'm not sure, um, but it's around that time. I, th- I think that was it because we were going through like playing through different games. Yeah. And then it was getting later. And then Randy picked up one. And I was like, and it, I just saw, you know, the the 
skull and bones or whatever on the Jackass cover. And I was like, oh, is that one like rated M or something? And he's like, oh, it's rated X. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. He kept it all the way real with you, man. Yeah. He's like, oh, this? No, it's rated. Yeah. Oh, no, this, this is pornography. <laughs> you want to watch it? Right. Six-year-old I don't hints? know if he said X or R, actually. Damn. Nah, X is funnier. Just keep it for the bit when you tell that yeah. story in the future. Okay. Okay, I will. Thank you. He said, this um, is rated triple X for honkers. Yeah. And you were no, like, but it's funny. Then, mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> but then um, my, you know, my parents get divorced. And then uh, uh, my dad goes to live with his friend Randy briefly. Um and definitely feel like Jackass was always on TV. I'm always a, uh, you know, I can't sleep at night. And I would, you know, sneak in an episode of Jackass or sometimes like the George Lopez show or something. You know, like something that would be on late. You know, totally different vibes. No, I'm kidding. Very similar vibes there. Of course. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that would be something I would go to. Always funny. And... Also, like Wild Boys was a huge bonding moment between me and my mom. Um, yeah, parents love Wild I, Boys. I don't know why. Absolutely. No, Chris Pontius is a teddy bear. That's why. I'm going to talk and, a lot about Chris on this episode. I have exa- a yeah. ma- Hannah, cover your ears. I have a massive crush on Chris Pontius. You're so right. He have I followed him on He's, Instagram recently. He yeah. is. He has a son. He named his son Axe. It's God. so cool. He's just saying, why can't that be me, dude? Why can't he fucking adopt me and then like take me? Why on am I not Axe adventure? Pontius? Axe Pontius. His middle name is Body Spray. <laughs> See, sometimes it's a simple T.O. To really yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, dude, I love Chris Pontius. I would follow that man into hell. Uh, exactly. He's great. We'll talk. I'll talk a whole bunch yeah. more about him. And and also his presence like brings down Steve-O's like craziness. So it's that the makes perfect. It it's the perfect dynamic. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. Yeah. Again, new listeners. I don't know if everybody knows what I look like or if we've like met before. But like I'm like kind of long and I have a very long neck. Um, Beautiful neck. And it was always funny that I could bounce it or like roll it around um these were bits i would do in like middle school Mm -hmm. but then on wild boys they would always be like oh we're gonna go eat some bugs (laughs) right yeah (laughs) and just bouncing their head back and forth we're gonna eat some bugs man and just standing there in cheetah print thongs um eating like fried cockroaches or something um yeah, is, definitely big moment. Is there a my mom also like loved Fear Factor? So yeah, it's a whole yeah. No, if we, I would, I mean, I'd love to do. A, we're talking about trash documentaries based on trash TV. If we ever did a trash TV episode, and we like we're doing, I love Fear Factor, son. Yeah, I love Fear Factor. I watched the Great. revival with Buff Joe Rogan. Now it was ass. Oh wow! But I'm a, I'm a ride or die for a Fear Factor. And they have some commonalities in that, um, I don't know if this is jumping the horse, but it is interesting since you bought it, Fear Factor. Fear Factor got canceled, if I'm not mistaken, because somebody drank beer cum, or bull cum, and then mm. Wild Bull, or excuse me, uh, Jackass almost got an X rating because of the scene where uh, Knoxville oh. swallows horse jizz. 
Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that was a deal breaker for both of these projects, which admittedly makes ah. perfect sense. Uh, yeah. If you're yes. listening to this, we're going to be talking about lots of gross shit. So I guess yeah. it's trigger. Yeah. <laughs> you should put, you should put a try songs like, <laughs> like trigger. One, yeah, exactly. One quick yeah. <laughs> drop there, but yeah, trigger warning for uh, a whole bunch of nasty shit for you shit libs out there. Yeah. That's funny. Um, we should uh, get into the origin with these guys. Do you do you know about it? I can tell you about it. Um, well, okay. So there's a good here's a good supplemental piece for you guys. Um, give me one second. You should you guys should all watch um, Dumb, the story of Big Brother magazine. It's on Hulu right now. It's directed by Patrick O'Dell and it's produced by Jeff Tremaine. And it's about. Um, here, the history of boundary-pushing, taboo-breaking, crassly humorous Big Brother magazine that spawned MTV's Jackass and a generation of skaters. So Big Brother was, like it says, like a skateboarding rag, but it was never like Thrasher or anything like that because, one, mm-hmm. uh, Big Brother was beautiful. Like, it was genuine. Like, skate photography is always beautiful. It's always really cool to see somebody, like, literally cutting through time. We can talk about that if we ever do a skate video episode one of my favorite things to talk about in terms of documentary filmmaking point is on paper, big brother looked unlike anything else. And big brother was basically porn where it was just like, you'd get a page of Steve-O like, I don't know, fucking goat seeing himself ripping open his butthole to shove a cockroach in there or something in the middle of Paul Rodriguez doing a kickflip or, or whatever. Like it was, it was extremely yeah. transgressive, but it was also very beautiful, which is very important to talk about <clears throat> as we go into the jackass movies. Is that what you were thinking yeah. of? Or, or Definitely, definitely was about to get into that. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll start with the star of these movies, which is worth pointing out. It's, it is Johnny Knoxville. 100%. Um, uh, his real name is PJ Clapp. Uh, if, there was ever, in Holly- if there was ever a man <laughs> to be born into clownhood, yeah. it's PJ Clapp, folks. Oh, his, yes, the name was Pusheisty. Yep. Mm. <laughs> uh and he'd been in Hollywood for like a decade trying to make it as an actor um would do like any commercial he just got more and more desperate um and and especially more after you know his wife had um their daughter right and he uh like started to volunteer himself as like being willing to test out like defense equipment on himself and, you know, right. stuff like that like that kind of thing where it's like okay he didn't land a commercial but that kind of thing like that might be a print ad or something and that landed him in big brother magazine gotcha which connected him with like <clears throat> basically like the whole cast because they were all either working for them yep. as like an editor or a writer or something yep. or it's like bam and ryan dunn were like basically doing the same thing out in Pennsylvania, like with the CKY videos. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, If you really want like an early, like it's becoming very popular through like music, like 100 Gex and stuff, that whole aesthetic that's recalling like early two thousands, like trash is, I feel like really heavily aesthetically borrowing from CKY, which can't kill yourself. Mm. Um, yeah, that stuff is, it's all coming back and it's all more polished. And I'm really, really excited to see how the fourth Jackass movie responds to that because 
it fell out of favor a bit. Like there was an eye roll when Jackass three came out a little bit. I remember distinctly and that movie kind of came and went a little bit, but now there's like, I don't know why. I don't know if we're all just like feeling in the mood to get gross again, but like it's, there's a massive like reappraisal of these movies. I'm seeing it on Twitter all the time. I'm seeing it on letterbox. Like it's, it's really cool. So I'm curious to see how, how the, the fourth one handles that, but yeah no if you watch that documentary uh that was dumb big the story big brother magazine it is so weird to hear somebody like steve-o talking about being writing copy for a magazine literally i can't even picture it in my head it's bizarre if i try it's fucking crazy yeah yeah it's it's insane um yeah it was like it was just and steve-o was he not like a was he not like a like a swap meet performer, like a swap meet clown or something like that? That sounds right. I don't know. They 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 pulled all of these disparate pieces together and then united them with making this magazine. And then Tremaine, who I think was like an editor or something on Big yep. Brother magazine, exactly ended up saying like, "Well, I can shoot skate videos. Why not just make a movie? Or why not just film my idiot friends?" doing some cool stuff right there are some things that aren't gonna like uh lend themselves to just just print all right this is something that needs to be moving constantly but yeah you know that lends them that the tv show deal at mtv which after like one season they're trying to like clamp down on really hard um and i think that they do a second season but by then they realize like oh wait if we make a movie then we can say like fuck right you know and like i can show my dick you yeah. know um looks like there was th- three seasons total okay that's okay. wild um exactly like i can't even imagine like what a hassle they must have been yeah but um yeah they they wanted the access to to freedom provided to them only by cinema yeah. so it's a liberating art form, and it also just so happens uh, they all happen to be extremely good at it, at whatever it is they're doing, um, be it performers or being kind of like, a, I don't know, like their roles within it, the the dynamic of it, or someone like Tremaine or Spike Jones who like write a lot of these bits or direct them or, or do yeah. whatever, like... It's all it's all really cool. It's nice to see people who know exactly what they're doing when they're doing it. There's no even even though it looks like mayhem, this is all like really really well planned out. And I think it's really yeah. funny that you, by like the third movie, the first prank, that giant hand that slaps you or whatever, hysterical yeah. prank. Um it's in the jackass offices. Exactly. So fucking funny. Yeah, it is. It is completely a rigid and formalized process. Yeah, which is why people who dismiss trash TV and reality TV to treat us aren't engaging with it at all. It's these are people who have made a life a lifestyle out of garbage, which is a lifestyle nonetheless. Yes, um, really, really intelligent move on their part to just make a living off of being stupid for TV. It's great. Yeah. The dream. No thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> <head empty. laughs> yeah. Um, but that gets into a, a, another thing that'll it'll keep coming up. But then um, I don't know. That means that you put your image on the line, yeah. you know, 
or your reputation. And sometimes that matters to these people. Uh, But we'll talk about that when it comes up. Uh, Should we get into the first movie? Yeah, I'm game. Let's do it. So this is Um, this is Jackass the movie. This came out in 2002, directed by Jeff Tremaine. Uh, This movie costs. Do you know? Um, five. It says five million. Yeah, yeah. And it grossed about eighty. Pretty nice. Yeah. These guys are. It's big house mode from then on out. Oh yeah. These guys are straight. Do you want to do favorite prank, worst prank? Oh. They also call them skits, which I think is really cute. Yeah. Yeah. Bam was like, I don't never want to have to do another fucking skit in my life. I don't ever want to have to come back here, dude. I barely even done one skit, dude. Dude. Um, What's your favorite one from Jackass 1? Fuck. You want me to go first or do you want to? Sure. Give me one second. Well, I mean, Paper Cuts is... Paper cuts the worst. Is the worst thing I've ever seen in my goddamn yes. life. <laughs> Only to be upstaged by a certain bit number two, which we'll talk about. But um, paper cuts is insane. So uh, paper cuts is Ryan Dunn giving Johnny Knoxville and Steve-O paper cuts in sensitive areas with a manila envelope. So he basically runs paper along the webs of their fingers, the webs of their uh, toes, their uh, the uh, folds of their mouth, uh, eyelids, etc. It is one of the most um, dreadful things I think I've ever seen in my yeah. entire life. Uh, but it harkens back to literally like uh, Unshan Andalu and shit like that. And it's incredibly Freudian, just the idea of... Uh, very fragile men essentially circumcising themselves over and over and over again to get some sort of weird sexual pleasure out of it, even if they yeah. don't realize it on like a base level. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that that one is like, I feel like pretty airtight. That's like a perfect bit. Um, we'll talk about least favorite once, once, once you go, but yeah, what's your favorite one you think? It's hard. I want to pick two because yeah, I think that their like narratives are good, which is the um, the dis- the department store boxing where Butterbean, um, the, the yeah Butterbean and Johnny Knoxville um decide to box each other in the middle of a department store, and thank you. Oh yeah, and then the other one would be the um the hardware store crap where Dave England um takes a shit in a display toilet at a hardware store, um which does is is so fun to me because it does not go as planned not at all because there's no freak um, out the owner is literally like oh shit that's crazy no 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 does he they know? pull up i mean yeah yeah no what gets to me about it is they pull up he's got the laxatives in him ready to go mm. you know and for some reason he hasn't gone in i don't know what it is or whatever or like they didn't um or they're still driving there or whatever and he ends up shitting himself in the car yeah and he clears out the van he gassed out the van disgusting <laughs> and then when it does happen they tell you at the bottom of the screen later that day which means my man loaded up and emptied <laughs> And then he had to redo the whole shit, son. <laughs> like in a matter of hours. And it is uh, like such dedication, but also like 
totally calls into question. Um, it is like these guys are such an affront to cameramen. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so you feel bad even. I mean, you feel bad sometimes if they do a prank like that, you know, like they're shitting in a department store or you get scared because they're going to hurt themselves or whatever. But when they like when somebody is shits in a car that you were also in, that is that is rude to your nose. hundred percent. You've lost. Your you footage. can't deal You're with that. Running out of there. <laughs> you are running yeah. out of there. Exactly. And I think with the with the Butterbean one, it, it that narrative to me is uh, so funny. Um because you know his name is Butterbean, and he just somehow he just appears to be like one of the guys in a way. Even though he does stand out because he is like huge, but I'm like, oh, this is like one of their guys. And then they show you like his highlights from like an HBO fight, yeah. and you're like, oh Jesus, this is a real dude. Do you do you remember <laughs> Butterbean as a '90s curio? I don't. Okay, dude. I have very very weird memories of uh, my dad watching his his pay-per-view fights and then butterbean i don't know if you remember this was the salesperson for a local furniture store it's obviously the fights being in las vegas he probably had a house out here or something like that yeah he had uh he had a whole bunch of uh commercials in town locally so yeah i remember always thinking like i always used to call him butterball too because of like the turkeys or whatever but yeah no yeah he's he's alleged so this was a big deal for me is uh, in like the the 90s so or like yeah watching the tv show or seeing the movie and stuff is like oh yeah this is as 90s as it gets so um he's serious he's a serious yeah fucking fighter yeah and you know it, they decide to fight in the middle of this department store and it's very funny and it awkward in a real way yeah and then johnny like gets his shit rocked right and he's on the ground and like you're worried for him and then he lifts his head up and says is butterbean okay <laughs> right which says a lot about like what is on everybody's minds when they're filming these things and also it's like just hilarious that like oh this idea is what lands him in the hospital is like oh fighting butterbean and not like you know however many other things shooting rockets out of your ass and shit. getting like, bored by a bull yeah exactly yeah yeah yeah, him getting concussed by Butterbean was very serious business. Very serious and funny to see his head wrapped up like that. It feels natural to have a that Johnny Knoxville should always have that bandage on around his head. He should be doing the uh oh, who was it? Was that Nelly that had the band-aid on his face? Oh yeah. He should be doing the Nelly thing all the time. Yeah. Yeah. No, the the the, the the butterbean the department store boxing begs the question my coworker asked me this the other day and it made me laugh but like if given the opportunity you had to fight mike tyson but you can choose to fight him as an old man or as a child <laughs> which one do you do oh god <laughs> which is like or no i'm sorry the prompt was like you can fight mike tyson you have to fight mike tyson life or death but you get to choose the age do you fight him as an old man or do you fight him as a child oh Wow. Yeah. I I chose an old man. Let him kill you, dude. That's what I was worried about. But I think if I get one shot in, I've punched a rapist. So I can't, you can't true. say that about child Mike. You know? Hmm. 
the the questions we ask ourselves you know <laughs> how do you think butterbean's doing do you think he has a severe brain not good yeah dude. probably not, not good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i just talked to him the other day he's fucked up dude he's fucked up dude. all right least favorite uh skits to use their preferred verbiage for this one um it's yeah all the uh, all the asia stuff all the tokyo stuff Definitely just being racist. Yeah, all of that. Um, especially following or just going around and hitting a gong is just hard pass. It made me roll my eyes. Awful yeah. shit. And yeah. it breaks the movie for me. So uh, I don't like this one. Uh, yeah. I'm split clearly down the middle on it. I will say I have always come back to. Uh, oh, I, I love Chris Pontius. Chris Pontius, obviously. I love Party Boy as a character. He was huge <laughs> for me in, um, in middle school where everybody's gay. Every boy in PE class is gay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just running up to your friends and like kind of unsing, unsing, unsing next to them in your boxers in the locker room was a classic. Um, but the 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 party boy in Japan thing is a video I've always come back to because as a little kid, it cracks me up because Pontius in that one taps into his full Fred Astaire. He grabs the policeman's hat off of his head and he starts doing the little like showtime yeah. at the Apollo thing. Yeah. Pontius in that is hysterical. The policeman loves it. He's cracking up the entire time. It that's that's the exception for me. I'd be a hypocrite if I said that I did not find that funny in some kind of very base yeah <laughs> like laughing and sitting there and bouncing. And again that is a thing well like a perfect example there of they do do pranks on people like in the yeah. public um like even like the department store one it's like well that still takes place in a store you're pranking those people yep it's um, not in an incubator yeah but it is always it always comes back to making themselves the butt of the joke yeah and doesn't seem like yeah there's never like any intent to harm them it's never a, yep. they never do a prank or a stunt or something as a fuck you yep um which is why that gong bit yeah feels extremely out of character for them um yeah exactly yeah bits like that don't really uh, they don't work with me and they put a bad taste in my mouth um i don't know it feeds into this like pop culture orientalism that a lot of these like old cartoons from like the late 90s early 2000s fall victim to lots of sitcoms yeah. early movies and stuff like that like yeah i wish they would have been smarter than that so i can't in good consciousness give this movie a pass because that stuff is gross but that's my answer for my least favorite do you have a particular one that uh does not tickle your fancy no, I think yeah, mine would have been the gong. Yeah, cuz like you said the uh the paper cuts at first. Yeah, so that would be mine. Can we talk about the golf course air horn? Cuz that is another one where they like they do prank these guys golfing. Yeah. Um and they like totally laugh at the fact that these guys like then all of a sudden get pissed. Yep. And like take, you know, tell them about it and shit and they laugh because they're like no i know <laughs> like you don't see the camera like but like no this is how you're supposed to react basically right. just a stuffy old white dude who's mad yeah. that he can't spend his day at the links or whatever in perfect solitude like yeah of course fuck them exactly yeah that i mean there is a bit of that of a a little bit of a class thing and also like you know does bring back to what I said about like Johnny Knoxville was desperate and would do anything. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, definitely some of that is baked into why they do what they do, but 
yeah again it's i also heard that um because uh, i think like not every one of those guys's faces are blurred and whoever yeah. they did get to sign a release it's because they like talk to the guys afterwards and like explain what was going on they had a drink together they probably and then got them funny. to sign the release forms yeah exactly right like it's never just um oh we're gonna like it's not joker pilled type yeah it's not it's never like gotcha (laughs) shit no it's all extremely self-effacing these guys realize that they're being pests and they're trying to get a rise out of you so when you give them what they want it's all gucci which is why yeah 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 no go ahead it's so funny it's hysterical the air horn and the, the little like the one right. guy that chucks the fucking golf club at them his nine iron directly to the camera Dude, the the tension it brings when the one guy gets pissed enough to just turn towards them yeah, to he tees off. up towards them yeah. incredible it is it's fucked up it's fucked he's like up. yeah okay okay <laughs> <laughs> we uh we should talk about the form here so you mentioned it is an adaptation of the tv series so this is rigidly yes. episodic but where it changes its pace from the tv show is that there are like basically like interstitials kind of throwaway stuff so a lot of this momentum in between the bigger set pieces is interrupted by um like 30 40 seconds long things like the clipper cam or wee man trying to like kick himself in the head and shit um oh yeah yeah, fucking hilarious um tropical pole vaulting all that shit or a lot of the japan stuff is basically like it's not b-roll because a lot of it serves a purpose is like right in their bizarre way of like a palate cleanser but i think that's that's interesting because for because the movie's not very long it's like 80 minutes long right yeah that like justifies the form the extension a bit is to tell you that this can work as a superfluous body of work not just a 25 episode long like tv episode you know what i mean exactly and also skit to skit it's like well every skit they have their own arc or whatever but like they're only gonna last as long as we want them to Mm -hmm. it is such like a big editorial and directorial choice to make that like you know a, a stunt like you know we're gonna talk about the the hand that comes out and hits everybody as they walk into the jackass office. And like, that is um, like something that is so repeatable and can keep getting bigger and bigger as it goes on. And uh, you can also choose to be like, okay, what if Steve-O just jumped off this tiny trampoline right into a ceiling fan? And it is one of my favorites it's so funny it's um the and, most and it's so wantonly reckless thing in this fucking exactly. movie it opens with johnny knoxville getting in a fucking car accident and somehow yeah. steve-o jumping into the water that had the dead fucking cat in it when he's tropical pole vaulting oh, and jumping into yeah. the fucking ceiling fan is like Bro, exactly you are going to kill yourself in this 30 second long segment yeah it's it's cool it's all of that. Um, yeah, what you're saying, it, it gets back also to like, you know, with the interstitials, back to the form of the whole film, it being episodic is so like um, experimental. It is so no. free from anything. They'll do, a, sometimes they'll do a cool intro and they'll try to do like some kind of funny big ending that they put on for you. Yep. 
and then that's that like especially the intro for for jackass the movie is one that i yeah we're, i'd like to we have to talk about out. these yeah we have to talk about the intros because that that is when it's like it is shot on 16 millimeter like clearly yeah and the rest of the movie is shot on like the cheapest digital cameras there. Yes. It's not until I think number two, if I'm not mistaken, where they start shooting some of the pranks, some of the skits on 35 is what I was able to see. Really? Yes. I'm almost positive. I had, I, ch- I, I believe That's I checked the crazy. IMDb stuff for this. Um, there's one particular prank in number two where it's the fish <clears throat> hook. Do you remember? Oh yes. Yes. I, I, was so struck by how blue everything looked, but it was a million different shades of blue and it all had a very nice grain and it looked like something, it looked like fucking Bo Trevi. I don't know. Um, and I, I checked IMDb and if I'm not mistaken, those were all shot on 35. God damn. Yeah. 35. Yeah. Millimeter. I, yep. I usually can tell, but, um, I, uh, rented these from DVDs from my library. <laughs> I got the I got the HD rip on on YouTube rentals. It was good move. So crispy, um, damn, super crispy. But yeah, the so the opening sequences for these films are always extremely extravagant. Uh, I yeah. think we should probably talk talk about this when we talk about the third one because there there's a clear upwards trajectory to the the Definitely. beginnings and endings of these. So this one just opens with them in the massive shopping cart, right? Cause that's basically yeah. like, that was a huge chunk of the original TV show is the shopping cart. Yeah. It was just them barreling through garbage in a parking lot somewhere in the Midwest or whatever. Um, yeah. So they just all fit in a massive shopping cart and get the fuck blown out of them. And then how does, do you remember off the top of your head, how the first one ends? Um, no, neither do I, we don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. It just says the team dresses elderly men for the apocalyptic ending sequence. Can't remember that. Didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Especially because the other two ending sequences are fucking great. Yeah. So, yeah, whatever. It's a wash. Um, mm-hmm. But no, you're absolutely. Yeah, you're 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 on the nose with the interstitial bits. Can we talk? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Um. No, what did you want to talk about? Can we talk about riot control test? That's the last major one I really want to talk about in number one. Oh, yes. Okay, yeah. So um, riot control yeah. test is essentially, it is, why can't I find it anymore? Johnny Knoxville is shot in the stomach with a quote unquote less lethal, less lethal projectile designed to control rioters. Um, it is when, when the, when the, the, like defense instructor tells him he's like these are less lethal and knoxville looks dead at the fucking camera and he's like Bro. less lethal you say hmm he is not with it it's like something out of fucking punishment park or something i feel it's like i'm about to watch up. somebody get killed on camera yeah yeah it, it's and like, fucking brutal and to see him have to comp contemplate all that like for this like really it's brutal. like and he feels i don't know but then there is like a hard cut to like when it actually happens though yeah it is there is a lot of build in that one um into ripping the band-aid off basically on it and i think that when he does do it it ends up being a group like there's like three of them right no that's um, that's in number that's a number two that's the one with the uh 
the the BBs, the metal BBs that they used to have in front of embassies. Oh, that's a number yeah, two. Yeah, okay. So two multiplies it. They amplify it. So now Dunn and Margera are suffering with Knoxville when they get blasted Shit. with these less than lethal or less lethal projectiles. Yeah. One, if I'm not mistaken, right control test in the first one is just Johnny Knoxville. Fuck. Wait, is there another riot control? Yeah. In, in the second movie. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. These movies aren't, aren't not political. Yeah. Right? Or am I tripping? Oh, I mean, yeah, that is definitely like a, a statement of like, okay, yeah, less lethal. Okay. It's like, no, it's insane. And it's like, and if, if, if it's these guys putting their bodies on the line for it, you know, and, and even to them, it's like, Johnny would rather die, you yeah. know. Uh, so can't imagine that this is something oh, used for riot control. Like, yeah, in in the in the second riot control, riot control sequence in uh, the sequel, he directly mentions that this is used to uh, defend foreign, like like embassies in foreign countries, which yeah. is some of the most Metal Gear Solid shit I've ever heard in real life. It's the most. It's fucking terrifying it's it's like that. so war on terror it's so bush it's just it really this, is even though it's not 2004 it's disgustingly 2004 i don't know it's just it's like gross. 2005 disgusting so, yeah it's it's yeah. gross um yeah fuck that but good on them for uh, for letting people see how dangerous that was that way when shit like occupy happens or shit like uh like any of the black lives matter protests or or even like the yeah. capital riot happened and stuff where people are being like shot at with metal bbs in bean bags or i don't know if you remember like, but that is some shit during occupy uh it was a big tumblr thing the picture of this girl who got um so Right control launches gas can gas canisters and they're supposed to emit the gas sometime in their arc. And then when they land, they're supposed to be fully emitting, right? So you want to you want to shoot upwards. You want to make sure that you have a beautiful arc. So somewhere midway through that, it opens up and it's hot and it's it's like I don't know, it's it's different. Yeah. Right? You don't want to shoot something on the ground and then it's gonna crack into a million pieces and stuff, blah, blah, blah. So they shot this at a girl and it landed directly in her like orbit basically like her eye, eye eye socket and it killed her it penetrated her brain shot a whole bunch of like poison gas into her her fucking brain cavity and killed her that like this stuff is is less lethal is a complete non-starter if it kills one person yeah. it's objectively lethal exact and it, it questions like the value that we put on the human body and pain itself 100% what the like to what extent is this is any of this necessary? I think it gets into a very, to use your verbiage, like mystical aspect of these movies, which is getting deriving some sort of pleasure or amusement out of watching these people debase themselves physically. And you have to wonder yeah. if the state takes some sort of pleasure watching human beings debase themselves um, uh, for for any variety of social or political purposes. Thankfully, we were able to watch All Light Everything, and we know the kind of filmmaker Theo Anthony is, but when you guys at home get to watch that movie, you'll see exactly what the fuck we're talking about. There are literally people sitting back reviewing this footage while they're eating, like, like Doritos at their desk or whatever. Like, this is yeah. every... Every... All of this 
content is not falling on deaf ears and blind eyes. Like it's literally content to be consumed. We just don't, we just don't always know by whom. And at, right. at what point does the, does do all of these atrocities to now use JG Ballard's preferred like verbiage become an exhibition at yeah, what point it's, exactly. it's quite literally that. And this movie does exactly what the state is doing and it completely <clears throat> turns it on the inverse. It is genius. Yeah, level filmmaking. It's like, yeah. It turns it on its head. It's like, wow, you really see the state for what it is. It's like, okay, well we want to like, you know, keep the people at peace. Um, or at least like uh, away from harming us, yeah, or whatever. So if, like their first thought is to go for violence. It's not like it, it sounds stupid, but it says a lot that they're not just like I'm gonna get on the loudspeaker and be like you're ugly. You know what I mean? Like social they don't experiment go after your, in the hood prank gone wrong. <laughs> you know, it's they don't they don't go after your emotions. Um, you know, they, they don't make like personal attacks on you, I yeah. guess. It's it's pure like physical violence yep. and it's a like such a it is it's so harsh. It's just so harsh. <laughs> right. Um Do you do you feel comfortable moving to number two now? Um Yes, I do yeah, and I do wanna say maybe to wrap that up, um, especially with the right control ones, um, I did a little bit of research. Um, so the guys, they do have rules for themselves. Right. So Steve-O, um, he's terrified of putting his spine in danger in I particular. I get that. I get that. Yeah. Johnny, he hates cold water. So anything involving that, he's going to want to stay away from. Right. Um, and then, but the last rule right here that we saw, uh, or that I saw in my research as a, um, from Chris Pontius, who says, Jackass is about being the butt of the joke in the end. I don't ever want to do anything mean. It's supposed to just be mean to us. That's really the only rule. Right. God. And um, I mean, in that way, yeah, it's incredibly noble what they're doing, which is just giving us all incredibly. an out to, to get our wiggles out. We don't have to do anything. We don't have to lift a finger. We just watch them kill themselves. Yeah. And it, Exactly, and it says a lot about these men being willing to to hurt themselves, bro. Yeah. They put Jesus on a cross, bro. <laughs> I heard about that. They put Chris Pontius's dick inside of a sock puppet. <laughs> Come on, son! How dare you compare the Lord our Savior and Jesus Christ to? <laughs> yeah, that was somehow not the worst thing in this movie. I'm gonna be honest with you. The number two, it's if it's it's not. Yeah, number two is uh. Is many things, Vincent. <laughs> it okay, is. So Jackass number two comes out in 2006. I thought this one came out in 2004, but they waited a whole four years in between the second, the first movie and the second movie. Um, mm -hmm. This movie is, uh, it uh, doubles the budget. It costs about 11 and a half million. And the ceiling is pretty similar here. It costs about 84 points or it makes about $84.6 million. So yeah. Lower ROI, but I mean, still makes a shit ton of money. Literally, like yeah. what eight time multiplier or whatever. Um, now, this is the one that I think is is truly this one's some perfect shit. It it really is. They they get all the bits, man. I don't know. They got it's got everything. Any any highlights in this one? 
Um, let me scroll through. Sorry. No, you're good. On my end, I'll go puppet show. I will go um, fucking the fish hook, obviously. Uh, uh, the invention of the bad grandpa bit is hysterical. Beehive limo is unbelievable. <laughs> you want to talk about being mean to the cameraman? Beehive limo almost fucking kills him. Um, Ju- Juicy J shows up for a little bit. Uh, that's, that's really funny. funny. Uh, riot control test in this one is great. Um, I, 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 um, the Steve-O butt chug is honestly really sad because Steve-O was like, my dad's never going to talk to me again after this one, which is great. Um, fuck. Yeah. Uh, want to go on the record. I don't approve of how to milk a horse where they, uh, drink the, uh, cum of the horse. I also do not. Yeah. The leech healer is, uh, probably the worst thing I've ever seen in my goddamn life. I watched <laughs> that with my eyes closed. So I listened to it. So you might have to help me with that one. The fart mask. Yeah. Uh, fart mask is insane. That is <laughs> one of the funniest things I've ever, I think I've ever seen in my life. And then of course I'm nothing if not in awe, uh, at the altar of uh, terror taxi. Yeah. Terror Taxi is, I go back to that one maybe once every month, just watching the whole saga unfold. Um, do, do you have it's any, so good. Yeah, any highlights? I'm, I'm with you on those. Um, one, I think this has one of my favorite interstitials is the Bam Velcro jump where he <laughs> skates off a jump right onto a truck. Awesome. So um, dangerous. Just so, it is. so fucking dangerous, dude. And you see, I think in the it, when they do the credits at the end, that that they obviously did multiple takes because yeah. he didn't get it right or whatever. Because it's like a whole thing with timing, but it's it's just so perfect that it's like <laughs> it just happens, and it's like yeah. And then you move on to the next <laughs> wee man running naked um, through the business meeting. Very funny. And everybody's just like wondering. Tickled. Yeah, tickled pink. Absolutely. Some of these guys we, just inspire yeah. joy. Wee Man is one Absolutely. of those people. Steve-O, I think, is one of those people. Knoxville is one of those people. And, of course, Pontius, the golden boy. These are, yes. I could I could be ready to kill myself and I'll see these guys and I will smile. They make me so happy. Smile. Yeah, exactly. And, um them uh yeah them being together makes me smile of course um but i did want to say the um the electric stool is a really good one yeah that's the um, that's the one that where Ju- it juicy is- j shows up in the background of very briefly <laughs> yes yeah uh where uh wee man thinks that a card thrower is throwing cards into his ass while he sits on this stool but he doesn't know that the stool has an electrical charge that's being controlled by somebody else and he's like oh you you threw a card in my ass or whatever but it was the stool shocking him um just so funny to see how long and how many tries it takes for to get wee man to get the joke yeah to notice um yeah but it's so Again, it just, it's so planned. So I think with the second one, it's that step up of budget yeah. of, um, you know, bigger stunts and like more coordination. But like this one, like that is planned. You got the car thrower guy in the room. Yep. And it like, how did we man not know? It's 
it's so fun to watch it all just like unfold and him like laugh with his friends basically like can I can I tell you something that I learned um while I while I was doing research on Wee Man specifically inspired by that bait you're talking about I'm watching it and I what? hit his Wikipedia page he is also German and Mexican did you know that okay I knew that he was Mexican I knew he was Mexican because his name his last name is Acuña Acuña yeah I had no idea me and him are basically the same person you guys are the same person. That's not funny, Vincent. You're the same person, Johan. I'm honest with you, man. I love him. I love him. Uh, he's yeah. he is such yeah, I, a goddamn team player, son. He really is. No, we didn't talk about him trying to break the board in the last one, but he's really fucking trying. Because I think the first one more more so focuses. I don't know. I don't know so much the first one, but like that sometimes the, they focus on like trying to achieve something in a bit. Right. And it's like a cool trick to pull off and like to see him do this and then fail. <laughs> it's like he it's like he jumped into a pool and a single bubble popped up like <laughs> the uh, the fact that they always place um, and the fact to their credit that um, Preston Lacey and uh, and we man are so willing to make fun of themselves um, and it's clear that yeah. they're very comfortable around their friends which makes me happy and it's not mean-spirited I don't think like in the slightest no um, the no. fact that they they know to pair because there's there's dynamics within the group obviously like there's there's like couplets yeah. so Preston and we man constantly being joke or constantly performing in bits that use both of their contrasting sizes against each other yeah. is some of the and, most and laurel and hardy like, shit. It is fundamental funny. Yeah. And also like them, uh, them being willing to put their bodies on display says a lot more because they're, because of how they look. We man goes yeah. full frontal in this movie. It's one of the coolest <clears throat> exactly. things I've like, yeah. ever seen. It's awesome. It's so fucking yeah. dope. Yeah, so, I mean, f- for them to, like, run through the streets, like, in their underwear, like, nobody gets to see them to that level ever, and they would rather just not see these people. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's very confrontational. It's like, you're going yeah. to you're going to look at me in a positive way, despite whatever my body may look like. It's, it's, it is, yeah, exactly. It is direct action in that way where you can close your eyes when a person who grosses you out walks by or something like that when they're blown up on an 80 foot tall tv screen in imax 3d in the case of the third movie like no you're an asshole and you're gonna have to fucking look at them you prick Yeah, wait, I do have a lot to say about the second one. God damn it. Okay. Um, Yeah, we've got a lot to get through. Okay, but real quick. Yeah, you were saying about um, the dynamics here. So Wee Man and Preston, I think there's also the um, that lake jump where they... They tie each other. (laughs) They're anchored to one (laughs) another. Yeah, they jump off a bridge. Oh, the bungee jump. Yeah, that's what it is. It is the perfectly um, designed stunt. It's it is perfect and it, and it works out perfectly and the way that they pull on each other. Yep. But then it's a little filmmaking thing. Do you notice afterwards they're miked, so like they're in the water and you can still hear them. And then oh, I didn't notice uh, that. And then they get up, you know, out the water and then you hear Wee Man go, "Did I pull you?" 
Yes, 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 yeah, 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 yes, yeah, yeah, great, yeah, so fucking funny, dude. Um, but yeah, I don't know what what are the other dynamics, Johan? Uh, I mean, obviously, you got Don, rest in peace, and Bam, who were friends before, yeah, uh, you got Steve O, and uh, well, okay, the bum and the Ryan Dunn and Bam dynamic is that. Dunn is cool as a cucumber dipped in hot sauce and he wants to be uh like the nice friend that your shithead son has and then yeah bam is a is a is a whirlwind um exactly um you got steve-o and you got pontius which you already talked about that one's pretty obvious um knoxville is the glue that keeps everybody together i think yeah um i would say dave england and um aaron danger aaron they yeah. uh sometimes they're kind of left <laughs> i feel like to the dogs very often where if yeah. it's uh, something involving you shitting yourself or uh, anything like that you're that's that's your bag exactly the they've god damn it they really missed out on not having that union seniority 100 <laughs> percent. by the way it's the third movie and knoxville still tells you you have to eat shit it's time to get Exa- time bro. to time to bring a union a, a sag after a rep to the uh, to the bro shoot. you need a new boss 100 yeah 100 yeah, you've been um, you've been doing this your the better half of two decades uh you should not have to to eat your on, own bro. poop um or whatever it is that they do. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, that I think basically covers all of the, uh, the fucking bill like dynamics in it. I do find it curious just as a curio that Don Vito from Viva, Viva La Bam was originally supposed to be in a big chunk of this movie and they cut him out because his, wait, pedo- really? Yeah, his pedophilia charges dropped like right before release. So they had to do a massive recap, wow. basically, which is so funny. Fuck Don Vito. Rest in piss, yeah. you piece of shit. The opening of this film is, I don't want to say, it's its between two and three for me. I honestly, I'm not going to front, Vince. Huh. Two's perfect, like objectively perfect, but I think three is just as good, uh, but not perfect. If that makes any sort of sense. Like, I appreciate three so much, probably on the same level that I appreciate two, but I think the filmmaking in two taps into something special. So the opening fucking sequence in this movie is a running of the bulls, right? Yes. In suburban America. Um, yes. It is. Oh, God. Uh, they're playing Ecstasy of Gold the entire time, yeah. which is so goddamn funny. Uh, Bro, they spent some money on the music. They spent some money on the fucking music, dude. Um, is that not Morricone? Oh, I don't know. I'm almost positive that it's that it's Ennio Morricone. Gold. Um, yeah, that's any Morricone. <laughs> God, uh, <laughs> fucking, that's great. Let's go, son. That's awesome. That was a uh, eleven million dollars of their eleven million and a half budget. <laughs> um, it's bulls parading through a suburban neighborhood, basically like a test community, like what you'd see in like northern Nevada or yeah. whatever for atomic bombs. Um, it's Nuketown. Yeah, it is Nuketown. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and it's just them being chased around town, being gored all over the neighborhood. Um, each one of the boys kind of gets, kind of gets their own moment. Um, yeah. but I, I think in terms of, so it ups the scale, which I know something you wanted to talk about when we were talking about this Huge. on a fundamental level, you've got so much more coverage here. Not only do you have, so much. you've got, you've got about 
like like 30 different angles at the very least each one of these guys yeah. has to have at least four different cameras on them at one time that, that whole nuke town has to be rigged it has ready to, to be go rigged. and also like cameramen have to be out of the way of the bulls 100 bro it's a massive set which is yeah. crazy to think about right it's a massive set completely rigged like you said there's handheld cameras the entire time like you yeah. said so that means some of these cameramen are literally in the shit with them there's static angles too and you can see cameras getting trashed while while yeah. you're watching it but more importantly you've got fucking an insane amount of different frame rates here which is something that they yeah. play with in number three a lot so two yeah. is dynamic for me because you're you're playing with so many different stocks i could be wrong about this but i'm positive that they shot some of this stuff on 35 and a lot of it mm -hmm. is dv and then they start toying with the slow motion stuff that they go all in on in the third one right yeah so now it's beyond jackass it's literally about manipulation of film and documentary form Yes. And, and yeah, they're even, they understand what they're presenting and they are like choosing to package it in this newer, bigger way. 100%. Um, as almost like a bigger celebration of, you know, the pain relief that they provide. Garbage. <laughs> yeah. It's garbage on the highest platform possible. It's so good. And then I'm not, I don't want to talk about the ending yet. Cause I, 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 I have so much about the ending, but let's yeah. do uh let's do favorite. Did we already do favorite and worst for this one? Let's do that. Uh, oh yeah. I, yeah, we did. We did favorite. Um, I don't know if we totally went through worst. I mean, how to, how to milk a horse is objectively just so fucking gross. Really disgusting. <laughs> Be honest. So, how to milk a horse is the one where they they they're to be fair. They're not just going up to a random horse and they're ejaculating it. These are horses right. that are are like to be bred. So they're essentially just doing the work of one of the breeders, right? They're yeah. they're allowing the horse to ejaculate into a cup. Uh, is Knoxville not stimulating the horse's asshole with his gloved hand? Or is oh, that on the maybe. TV show? I think that might be on the TV show. I know I know Knoxville at one point had his entire. His entire oh, arm are you up talking to about his asshole in a or is it a bull's ass? Was it for a, a cow to give birth to a cow? That's what it was. Talking about that one? <laughs> yeah, sorry. that's a classic, bro. Yes. Can you imagine my little arms, bro? I would be inside of that. <laughs> I'd be inside Dog. the creature. Um, okay, so they 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 masturbate a horse to completion, basically. Uh, so they, yeah. they 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 check their p's and q's by making sure you see the expert on site. He's with them the entirety of the prank. Um, this is somebody who does this for a living, and this is a horse who, more importantly, unfortunately, serves that purpose of providing semen to breed. Right? Um, mm -hmm. Hard pass. <laughs> hard fucking yeah. pass. I am at yeah. that uh, toes the line. Yeah. Wait, way too much for my for my for my comfort <laughs> for my comfort. I don't know. You gotta wonder uh -huh. what it tastes like, though. No, I Son, I don't. Yeah, you do. I actually do not. You do. 100%. I I uh, do not. When I was in when I was in Mexico, which is a great way to start any sentence coming after drinking horse cum. When I was in Mexico the last <laughs> time, we had um we had this drink called pulque. Have I ever told you about this? No. Pulque is. <laughs> fermented it's like pre-tequila it's fermented agave nectar right okay so we went to a pulque plantation outside of mexico city close to where the pyramid of the sun and the period of the moon are right so foundational like early 
Mexican like archaeological sites, but they have a massive plantation of agave plants outside of there, right? So you got the people digging into the plant, gutting it essentially, then then doing whatever they have to do. It's a whole top to bottom operation, right? No no part of the plant is wasted. So you get this this pulpy uh, like nectar basically, and they let it ferment, and mm-hmm. they call that pulque. So you're supposed to drink drink it. Um, you, you it's like the same way as tequila, where you have the uh, clear tequila and you have golden tequila, right? One is weaker, one is stronger. It's the same exact thing. But pulque <laughs> looks like cum. It has the same consistency <laughs> as cum. <laughs> As the sand, dude, it is uh, you're drinking nut, and it's the grossest part about this is it's meant for like vir- virility. It's like no. an energy drink. Yeah, so I'm like a 13 year old boy in Mexico just knocking back. <laughs> dude, this is why you're fucked no, up. I'm saying, no, I'm bitch, I'll kill you. Yeah, that's why I'm a crazy person. Um, I am not gonna say who, but somebody who I was on the trip went with drank way too much pulque and we had to go to a Mexican doctor because his balls were inflamed. Dude. <laughs> that shit works OD. No, oh really my god. Does, dude. If there was like <laughs> if there was like propel energy but for your ball <laughs> sack. Just, just for my prostate. Yeah, so what I'm saying is basically that's what I imagine the horse cum tasting like is just kind of peachy <laughs> frothy book is also drunk warm <laughs> Just stop dude what the fuck yeah it's really gross no. you have to you have to traditionally let it drip down your chin is the other thing too. <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. yeah um that's cap you didn't wonder what it tastes like sorry for my tangent Come but, on. okay so yeah that one's the worst for me do you got any other bug and booze um no, I don't think so. This one's, it's pretty fucking evergreen, man. Yeah. It is pretty evergreen. I, God, okay. Another one of like when, when Dave takes a shit into the dollhouse bathroom, it's, it's very well done. It's like beautifully it's composed. Yeah. Um, and again, like we're talking about the gross out shit, putting in perspective, like who's behind the camera. Right. Fucking Lance Bangs puking every movie Hysterical. is such a good reminder of that, of even the performers pointing to the audience like it's OK to react this way. This basically. is horrible. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> it's fucked up what we're doing. You don't want no goddamn part of this, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> This weed'll make Straight food up. taste better. It'll make sex feel better. You want no part of this, Ricky Bobby. And all this cocaine is great. It'll make music sound better. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. You want no part of this very fun pooping into a dollhouse that we're committing right here. Um, what do we think of Gloria, the Spike Jones character? <laughs> she just looks at the camera at one point and says, I'm a slut, which is yeah, so fucking dude. funny. Um no, I, I, I think I've not seen Bad Grandpa, the movie where a lot of these characters Me neither. return. But for, like, uh, like it's uh, I've spent so much time working with old people. It's really nice to see uh, just people revealed and read for shit for how poorly we treat our elders. Um, oh, yeah. Because that's literally like the whole joke. It's like. If there's an old man with his ball sack hanging out, like nobody, <laughs> nobody, it's just hysterical. And the dog is biting it. Come on, son. Nobody's <laughs> helping the old man. 
<laughs> but yeah, nobody fucking wants to be the one. <laughs> I'm the one 10 times out of 10, man. Because I know oh, my dumb God. ass is going to have mega Parkinson's and I'm going to have my nuts hanging out of my shorts. Oh, for sure. I'm but be it's wandering just, it's around just... in Albertsons lost. It's just ruined my day already by having to see it. Of course. Well, I mean, that goes without saying. No, the, it, yeah, I, it goes back to the, the Preston and Wee Man thing. You can close your eyes as much as you want in real life and pretend these people don't exist, but it's hard to when you paid $8.50 for an admission ticket and they're 80 feet tall on the screen. Yeah. You can't, yeah. you can't uh, avoid them there. You know, I want to talk about the leech healer. That shit uh, was uh, horrible. No. Uh, yes. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, I'm with you. That and the fish hook are just... Yeah. I don't like... I don't like the pranks that are just pain. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when it, like the, the paper cut ones of just like, why would you, I can't understand why you would do this. No, like I, I'm just watching you hurt yourself and it's not fun for me. Right. And it's uh, you know, a bigger relief for me when you try to do something else and then you end up hurting yourself. Those are good. <laughs> yeah. Um, Steve is a crazy person. He was completely sober for the run of this film, which is something I learned. Oh. Good for him. Yeah, he just celebrated, like, his, like, 15th year of sobriety, like... Let's go. Okay. Yeah, he's doing really good. Maybe 15th um, might be an exaggeration. Don't quote me on that, but he's good for a minute, so respect to him. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, and also Bam getting branded is one that... Again, it's, it's, it's so much. It is, like, boys together it's that that dynamic that you're talking about of done where even he explains to april afterwards of just like you know i did it for the bit yeah basically um and i tried to do it as gently as possible yeah but he kept moving you know yeah i didn't want to have to keep doing it um but and then april saying oh bam bam you you had the perfect ass (laughs) you always and it is like uh you know that real motherly loss of you know babiness or whatever but like again these guys are like defacing their bodies for the reason of making this for cinema baby for kino excellence um okay terror taxi yes okay yeah we we can move on yes 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 terror taxi is horribly xenophobic in the way that a lot of the bush era was obviously that being said the film itself is not presenting it in a xenophobic manner instead it is presenting uh danger aaron specifically as a xenophobe this is his they gave him complete free agency to design a prank and he's like yo it'd be so funny if I played um, like a nondescript, nonspecific Middle Eastern person and uh, pretended to have a bomb strapped to my chest, I'm driving around in a taxi cab. What's the taxi driver going to do, right? Which is, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. You're probably going to get killed, you fucking idiot. I don't know. Just a, yeah. just a, you're going to get killed for being a racist, among other things. But um, they flip it on him, right? And they give him, they hire a talented uh, comedy director, Jay Trentasekar. Uh, of broken lizard fame to be the taxi driver. Aaron doesn't know that. And they fucking manufacture his cartoonishly large terrorist beard, right? This is 2006 yes. we're talking about, to be entirely made out of pubic hair. Yeah. And ass hair. Yes. And taint hair. Um, it is, there's so, it, that is an onion. It's a complete onion. It is un-fucking-believable. Again, it, he wants to prank the taxi driver. Right. 
that you're breaking the rule. One hundred percent. You're being the, a fucking cunt, dude. Exactly. It, it has to come back to you. Yeah. That was one of the most mean-spirited things in any of these movies. And the fact For that sure. these guys had the wherewithal now in part two to be like, yeah, it's not what we're about. Fuck, fuck Aaron. He gets the short <laughs> end of the stick. Yet exactly. again. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. It's it's so fun to see the production levels they go to in order yeah. to teach him this lesson, basically. They, 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 the taxi driver flips on him. And instead of being a patsy who's cowering in fear, he pulls a gun on Aaron and uh, locks him in the trunk of his taxi cab and, quote unquote, drives him off to anywhere. The other jackass guys catch up to him and they're like, no, 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 our friend's in there. He pretends to shoot them. And then uh, Aaron is none the wiser. And then he comes out and he realizes it. And he's like, oh, man, you guys are assholes. You really got me, though. And they're like, yo, what's on your face? Just fucking ass hair, dick hair. They all show him their pubes in order. They're like blank patches on their. Dude. It is one of the most satisfying things in any movie that I can think of off the top of my head. It is so good. It is so good. It is a Bresson insert. No, hundred percent. So good, hundred percent. That is that is a, a home run. That is, <laughs> and then the cut back to his face. <sighs> yeah, really funny. The fact that he ate a whole bunch of the hair too. It's just. It is that is cinema. A hat on top of a hat on top of a hat on top of a hat, and it never gets old. That is the most Kaufman-ass bullshit that they've ever done. I love it so much. Yeah. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I got a pube in my nose. I'm sorry. It's the furthest that they've gone that isn't, like, just time travel. (laughs) That's the closest we've come to time travel, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Then we got to talk about the ending, if you're cool with that. Yes, which I do have notes on the ending, but yeah. So, real quick, they they introduce John Waters into this movie. Which is yes, he's a character that is massive, right? That is mm-hmm. absolutely massive. Um, but the yeah. introduction of John Waters into this makes me aware that they became aware of their position on the totem pole of cinema. Is that in the yeah. same way that John Waters has spent his entire career as the Pope of Trash, these guys take on that mantle as well. They are transgressors, but they're not doing so in a completely disposable way. They're doing so using the tools of the cinema, which Mm -hmm. just by the just by design elevates the form. Yeah. Elevates the content rather. Um, I'm so glad that they got John Waters in this because I think absolutely I think he he is a major specter that looms over the third one like a whole lot. Mm-hmm. a whole lot mm-hmm. and over the ending of this of this one as well definitely yeah uh we'll keep going with the ending but yeah i definitely do want to say like yeah when they they're able to pull in guests it's it is like um you know other skilled people right. you know it is it does mean a lot that like somebody like spike jones is attached to to jackass that like tony hawk likes these guys yep. that um you know eric Costin, any other like professionals are around right. um, all the football it, players they get and shit. Exactly. Yeah. Cause there is something like respectable about what they're doing. Yeah. And I, I, and they are performers and they are skilled in their own ways. Um, yeah. And it's just like solidified by everybody who they bring on. 100%. 100 um, fucking percent. But yes, the ending of two. 
The ending of two ends with a Bugsy, Bugs, Busby Berkeley uh, musical production set to uh, The Best of Times, where everybody <clears throat> is pretty much just putting on the Ritz. It's the entire cast. Um, and then, I, I don't know, Rip Taylor shows up and throws glitter and confetti over everybody. But yes, this is like... This is the the extension from the Waters thing, where they're realizing that cinema on its own is pomp and circumstance. It is all pres- it's all like presentation, or a huge part of it is presentation. So if you can wrap a piece of shit in the most expensive, like like ribbons and and wrapping yeah. paper and blah blah blah, and you present it in such an ornate way. It will still be shit, but you will have gone through a very formal, very uh, pleasant rigmarole behind it. It's so good. It it is so vaudeville. Like I, I don't know. I, I it's, yeah. I what I have written down here is um the the musical number at the end is like <clears throat> it's like what if we man um or no yeah what if like Preston chase after we man. And the chase led into like just the middle of the red shoes right. just of <laughs> like them performing on stage and then they run by. It feels like that. Or I said, <laughs> or if Lola Montez was about um, Vinnie Beatles fallout with Bam Margera, like it is right. so funny that, yeah, it's, it is put on that scale directly for you to question. Um, yeah. Wh- why anything is ever put on um that scale, I guess. It's also like a, I think it's, it's like a redefinition of garbage, like a, like a constant re restatement of what actual trash is. Cause the involvement of somebody like, like John Waters um, and all of these professionals, they're like quite literally telling you like, no, this is like what you're seeing is like actually garbage. And all of the quote unquote garbage that you do consume in your day to day, you know, trash TV, daytime TV, etc. It's not actually garbage. That is like like polished material that's meant to look like garbage. Exactly. So by definition, yes. it can't be. So this is like actual trash, and and you you want this. You want blood, shit, cum, vomit, um, all of that. That's shit. what yeah. it is. The viscera. Yeah, that's what it is. You it's demand that, that. It's that Trump almost like kind of mindset of just like you wanted this trash. It's masochistic. I'm the trash that you wanted. Yes. This is you. You birthed me. Yep. Basically. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be surprised. This is what you ordered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So they step it up in Jackass 3D. Yeah. Yeah. Let me uh, breaking a new dimension, a new form of cinema. What are the fucking 3D documentaries you think we're ever going to talk about? Probably none. If I had to venture, I'm to saying, guess. bro, I would have loved to have seen Lessons of Darkness in 3D, bro. Yeah. yeah give me all of the Herzogs in 3D, son. I want all yeah. that shit. Um. So okay, yeah, Jackass 3D comes out in 2010. It's riding off of the 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 3D wave of uh, like post converted 3D that like Avatar leaves in its immediate wake, basically. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's kind of I guess the the context there. Same crew, same cast. Uh, this one cost 20 million dollars, so they doubled the budget of the first one, right? And mm-hmm. then this one grosses because if you remember, every movie was getting post converted to 3D so that they can make more money because the tickets used to be fucking insanely priced um yeah they make 170 million dollars off of this movie sheesh bag alert yeah like that's and that's 2010 that's wild that's 500 trillion dollars in today's money (laughs) yeah so uh, you got a lot of baloney in this one 
Yeah. Beavis and Butthead in the introduction ties it into a very, very rich good. lineage that uh, like MTV has to offer. Also kind of a redefinition of like, no, this this is like high art at this point. Like it is. Yeah. And, and a little bit of them like mythologizing themselves yep. too. Of, no. Yeah. We're, we're also staples of television and stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, three has a phenomenal opening bit, uh, outside of the Beavis and Butthead thing. But this one has another like theatrical stage production, right? Where you're kind of mm. going through sets with the guys and they're, they're utilizing a lot of the 3d technology. So this one was That's shot it. on, on phantom high speed cameras, right? Um, yeah. For some of it. Yeah. For the slow-mo. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then everything else is also a mix of the typical DV stuff and was this one where I bits of this one? cameras? Right. Okay. Yeah. So this is like basically like all of the modern toolkit of 2010s yeah. filmmaking. They, yeah. Right. So this is Wait, now. Th- mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to say that is um, it, it, pushing the film form as well of just like what can be achieved um, and what tools do we need for them? Yeah. So. Yeah. There's also like GoPro stuff in this, which I think is insane. There's a lot of yeah. GoPro bits in this one that you feel like they were somebody like Soderbergh, <clears throat> who's always been blocking for an iPhone, like his entire career. He's been blocking yeah. for an iPhone and then he finally gets the iPhone. And it's like, oh, this is a perfect fit because I've already been doing this. Um, then finally getting GoPros uh, is is perfect. It feels like they've always had them, even though that was not exactly. the case, even like five years before this movie came out or whatever the last one yeah. was. Um, do you have do you have a favorite bit from this one? Is this the one where they where they make people blue in the yeah they blow up like in the porta potties the chemicals in the porta potties yeah that is yeah great that one's real good the big uh, the big set piece from this one that was in all the trailers is Steve O in the porta potties getting bungee jumped yeah that one is. It's so fucking disgusting to see that sea of shit. Yeah, but it is honestly so impressive. On a technical level and on on a complete exposure level, yeah, like truly like it he, is. He he snapped. The fact that there's a camera inside yeah. of the the porta potty. Yeah. It is very very impressive. I feel that way about like most things in this movie. Yeah, this this one is their their I think technical marvel a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, th- this yeah. one is like legitimately fucking bro crazy. Aaron getting his his teeth pulled out by the Lamborghini, the Murcielago. Yes, bro. by Bam's Lamborghini. Yeah, his Bamborghini. Yeah, yeah. My son loves listening to Power Glide. <laughs> Great. Uh, yeah. The no, he, and that that scene and the. Uh, the airplane turbine where they're getting yes. blown away and the airplane turbine bit in particular. So that one has um, high art extremely. It's all composition. Yeah. It's literally all composition. That one has uh, the guys in the wake of a, of a, of a like 747 turbine just getting blown away, but they yeah. learn, they grow, they build off of the original premise. It is at, at first it's like what, <laughs> Is it not done trying to do the uh, the RCA, like sitting, uh, getting his hair blown back by the sound or whatever? Like he's trying oh, to do yes. that basic thing, sitting in a couch, right? Then they start getting 
wind suits, fly suits, whatever the fuck. They start throwing footballs. They they start throwing tomatoes and fruit and having people piss in the wind and stuff. That is one of the most virtuosic things I've seen in a Jack. Or I've seen in any of the Jackass movies. Them making something out of like literally playing with something that is elemental. Yeah, just like wind. Yeah. Um. Which, again, it is being, like, totally... That natural element is being totally bastardized by, like, an airplane turbine engine or whatever. And, again, spouted out back to humans. And then it makes the humans take on different forms or whatever. Yep. Of course. No, but it is gorgeous, actually, when there is classical music playing underneath. And Ryan Dunn is, like, dancing in the wind. Yep. It totally becomes something new. Yeah. Great point. Yeah. It's wonderful. The Wee Man that, set piece, Vince. Uh, wait. The bar fight, dog. <laughs> Something that came out of our heads, right? Just <laughs> playing insanely on people's conception of dwarves. Yeah, right? yeah. Of just like, oh, well. Uh, again, just pretending everybody's an NPC. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's like, Oh, look at this guy. He's look at this dwarf has a dwarf girlfriend. And then Ha-ha. we may, exactly. It's a joke in and of itself. It's not, that's just like somebody's it's entire not. life. Um, yeah. We man being able to uh, poke fun at the human form in itself is refreshing, obviously, but it's really nice to see him extrapolate that because you're thinking, Oh, uh, you know, he has a girlfriend that looks just like him. And then, oh, they get into a bar fight and her boyfriend, like all the people, it's it's something out of a Yodorowsky film. All yeah. it's, it's the paramedics are dwarves. The policemen are dwarves. Everybody it's, and they're in and out of that bar in maybe five minutes. And everybody's exactly. life is fundamentally fucking changed. Again, no, but he, again, what Jackass does, they gave them what they wanted. Yeah. Yeah. They, you see these people as freaks and then they were freaks for you. 100%. Yeah. And then they left. Yeah. And Wee Man retains the autonomy over all of that. Of course. He's literally poking the mirror or pointing the mirror at you and making you look at yourself and how ugly a fucking like mean yeah. ass judgmental yeah. person you it's are. It's like you guys do this shit all the time. Yeah. Exactly. 100%. <laughs> Why is it any different when I do it? Y'all look like garbage when you do this shit in a regular day. It's not cute when I do it. It's garbage because you're fucking garbage. It's great. So, so good. So good. Uh, the Electric Avenue sequence is basically this movie's uh, riot control where they have all of the tasers set up in that one hallway. Dude, that one's brutal. Yeah, so it's basically like the Sanford prison experiment, but for cum-brained <laughs> people, it's... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do you really see the guys be like i don't want to do this like this is fucking stupid you with the with them hanging with the tasers hanging and them having to go through the obstacle course they know that they have to lean into the taser they're like i really don't want to i really would rather just get by and be and be happy that i wasn't shocked but i can't do that i never want to get tased in my goddamn life me neither. <laughs> I would piss my pants immediately. I could have no pee in my bladder, and pee would manifest would itself spiritually. Yeah, yes. I'm good. Uh, but the 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 line in that is, well, due to prison overpopulation, we're letting some of our inmates out for the day. <laughs> so they just have to make it through a, a 
like a gauntlet of tasers. Yeah, all of the guys have a bad time, and they all tell Jeff Tremaine to go fuck himself, which yeah. is hysterical. Because coming full circle, Jeff Tremaine is directly involved with all of these movies. Like he is, he's on camera in a lot of the cases. Three is where they actually kind of start being like, how are, how have we been doing this for like at this point like tw- like fifteen years? Yeah, and yeah. you're still behind the camera, and we're still out here. It's yeah. great. It's wonderful. It is it is anti cinema in the best way fucking possible. Exactly. Um, um, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Let's see. There was also the the dick baseball bit where uh, <laughs> is it Pontius? We're no. We're done. Tease Pontius up with the uh, yeah the like easy tea thing that like yeah. kids use. It's yeah. Yeah. So no, but funny. no, no, no. But then there's one with the no with the phantom camera where they. Oh, yes. swinging he dick around and they try to hit the ball to hit the ball. Yes, yeah. I'm so sorry. I got confused with and, the other dick baseball bit. And with the, you know, with his hanging dick, it's like censored in the black box. But then as soon as it the box doesn't move and then he's swinging it and it just pokes fun and then it kind of moves sometimes. Yep. It pokes fun at like even the idea of censoring this because it is so fucking silly. <laughs> you already paid admission to this movie. Why do you need it I've censored? Sen- it's clearly, it's so silly. Very modest dick on uh, Chris Pontius. Respectable. Respectable, <laughs> of course, yeah. Respectable. Uh, love that for him. Um, <laughs> bro, uh, okay, so the, there's a, a dick camera sequence in this. Uh, Kanye wrote it because he wished his dick had GoPro, so he could play that shit yeah. back in slow-mo. Slow motion. I don't particularly like those i think it's hysterical <laughs> the peeing i think it's so i gross. that one i actually don't like i actually yeah somebody pisses on my shoulder and i'm killing that person i'm not kidding you have to die i'm <laughs> sorry it's dishonor i'm not sorry dishonor. but yeah <laughs> you're at that point you're just saying fuck your existence <laughs> it's so fucked up fuck you and fuck <laughs> your mom Bitch. He peed on Jeff Tremaine. Hysterical. Like, <laughs> How many sets have you been on where you just want to piss on the director? How many bosses have I wanted to piss on? Like, come on. <laughs> of course. Uh, there's a there's a very weird Kelly Reichert connection here. Did you pick up on it? Yeah, Will, Will Oldham of Old Joy. Yep, Bonnie Prince Billy uh, shows up in this movie, which is hysterical. And he's a he's he's so a weird. He's a gorilla wrangler. <laughs> Which is a job that just doesn't exist anywhere outside of vaudeville. <laughs> it's God. so fucking funny. Yeah, Gorilla Wrangler is a job that starts and ends <laughs> with talkies. <laughs> and then it's done. Exa- yeah. yeah. It's done. Um, and then, um, okay, so do you have anything else or do you want to skip to the uh, the end I wanna, this? I don't know if you can actually, if you can remind me of... Yeah, what's up? Oh wait, I do know this. Wait, I do know this. Okay. The bit is um when they're they're in the pen with the Rams, right? Yeah. And they're given all those band instruments that they're supposed to try Hysterical. to play. Hysterical, yeah. Steve and Dunn. And it turns into this like strange avant-garde thing of like because yeah, yeah, the the Ram only pays attention to Dunn. And then who else is he with? Steve O. Oh, Steve O, yeah. And he like tries to play. And like trying to make music while your friend is being brutalized <laughs> is so funny. <laughs> it is such a strange thing to watch. I love that it like, you know, provides a score for itself. It's funny. At that point, I know I'm just throwing around directors, but that's that's Bellatar. 
Like that is just some yeah. some harsh realism shit. Just watch because half of that is watching the Ram do nothing and waiting for him to do something. It's like slow yeah. cinema. It's it's so fucking funny. It's like if slow yeah. cinema was a YouTube video, <laughs> which yes. is a complete <laughs> non-starter. But no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, it's uh that is also just the willingness of Ryan Dunn, who reminds me of Aiden's brother. He reminds me of Justin for some reason. Um, hmm. Just like a dude who's has to play <laughs> who has to play with his theater friends. So funny. Yeah, that's funny. So fucking funny. And then okay, yeah, so. That takes us to the uh, the closing skit, which is uh, also done in slow motion. It's uh, done in uh, to uh, William Tell's uh, 1812, or excuse me, the Tchaikovsky's 1812 overture. Um, beautiful classic composition, beautiful like mise-en-scene in this one. And of course, it takes advantage of the phantom cameras by just blowing everything up. And then this one gets really elemental because there's dirt all over the place there's like explosions and fire yeah. these guys are flying in midair and then they get washed out by this massive um like riptide of water yo that motherfucker <laughs> breaks into his fucking neck dude there's one point in it if you guys watch this movie uh i would recommend really focusing on wee man uh during the water dude the the, the day we almost lost we man i'm dude. not kidding he is so afraid the entire time he grabs onto a fence for the last bit of it he's just holding on for dear life it is it's insane this is going to be a massively stupid take but go off when i took my soviet class soviet cinema class with with uh jason um I ended up writing a final essay on Tarkovsky's use of mythic elements and just how that is a way for my thesis was basically like, it's just a way for fanciful filmmakers to tie themselves back to like a foundation, right? Uh, is that you can be in Solaris and be in outer space, but everybody's still haunted by like the earth and shit like that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm not saying this is that, but like, this is that it, it's yeah this is the this was the last movie for 11 years right this was for all intents and purposes the last movie if that deluge that massive sort of washing away of everything is not the most perfect bow to wrap and end this oh series yeah on. they're like bro we're gonna die one day like yeah. this no but but like what we're doing and like the pain that we feel for you, that pain is going to continue to exist. It's going to continue to exist, but it's also like a purely terrestrial pain. It's something yes. you're going to experience in this moment. And it's, it's very life affirming in that way, in the same way that like the parable of like Noah is very reaffirming where yeah. something can come out of this once more. And yeah. like, I know like Steve is doing a lot better. Unfortunately we lost like, like Ryan Dunn, but like, mm-hmm. Bam is kind of touch and go. Uh, Knoxville is doing fine. Pontius is doing fine. Like, I don't know. It's a it's a good way to just kind of cast everybody out back into the ether, which is why I think it's very weird that they're bringing the fourth one back. It feels very weird, and I'm skeptical. But it, it makes me wonder if the fourth one fourth one is either an afterthought and meant to showcase the platform itself, Paramount Plus, or they're going to keep doing this until they die. It's going to be like the up series or something where every 10 years we're going to start getting, they uh, can't help it. Yeah. 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 Uh, Knoxville did action point, uh, after, uh, 
after Jackass 3 in like 2016, I think, uh, with Pontius yeah. in it. And that one's not Tremaine, but I think Tremaine and Spike Jones like executive produce or something like that. That movie sucks shit. That is a yeah, horrible I, fucking movie. I remember movie. you saying that, yeah. Five, last Days of Movie Pass. And they did Bad Grandpa, which got them a makeup Oscar nomination, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cool. Haven't seen it, but that's dope. Um, the makeup that they do is great. It's it's really good. It's really good. Yeah. I just watched uh, I watched Coming to America like a week and a half ago or something like that. It's a bad movie, and Eddie's been doing the rounds. And I like I love Eddie Murphy, so I've been watching a whole bunch of like his interviews on like Kimmel and Seth Meyers and stuff. And he's constantly mm-hmm. talking about how much the Rick Baker special effects, uh, like how how much they elevate the film. And in the first one, he's absolutely right. The old man in the barbershop look phenomenal. The sexual oh, chocolate yeah. stuff is great. Um, yeah. In the second one, though, tell me why Jackass 3 or, or Bad Grandpa, like, forever ago, looks way better and more legitimate than than coming to, to America. I don't know. They they really tapped into something special with whatever team, whatever crew they have here. Definitely. Yeah. You got anything else? No. Well, any parting thoughts on the trilogy, Vincent? I guess, um, you know, it's a lot of um, guys being vulnerable. Uh, I did have um, some things like, you know, like Bam crying over seeing a cobra. Yeah, he hates Um, snakes. You know, some little things they say of like, oh, you knocked my tooth out again. Yeah, Knoxville gets Um, his tooth knocked out with a dildo shot at him in high speed. Were you aware of that? uh, Yes. Yeah. Um, I have on a cup and that still hurt, you know, yep. just that should have just like, man, I don't want to fucking do this. All this stuff that they say all the time. Yep. Uh, yeah. That motherfucker missed me by this much. Of course. <laughs> yeah. These, these guys fucking rule, man. Yeah. I sincerely hope bad trip is uh one tenth as good as any of these movies and I'll be a okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'll be totally fine. We we shall see. I've heard very good things about it. It makes me really happy that Eli w- was able to watch this movie before he he left us. Oh wow! Yeah, um, if I'm not mistaken, um, his, he loved Eric Andre as we all do. Mm-hmm. So, yes, sir. All right, man. Well, shit. All right. Thanks um, for listening, folks. <laughs> if you want to follow us link is in bio you know what i mean it's in the description if you want to follow us on twitter and instagram yada yada you know what i'm saying we got the show we got our individual accounts yep. i'm at vp briscoe he's at ruckerish we're at doc plus pod yes sir follow us yeah we'll see you guys next week this is gonna be hopefully a very fun month yes sir yeah uh thanks for sticking with us through a long one folks we hope you have mm-hmm. a wonderful day and we hope you get vaccinated and uh, we hope you kiss your father on the lips yes goodbye